0: Good morning. I'm Brother Bob. I know most of you might probably know me. I'm one of the pastors here. The reason we sang these songs is because one of the things that have kept Christians from reaching their full potential in Christ and from accomplishing the goals that God has set for them in life is fear. There are Christians who believe in Jesus Christ who lives in fear, that are afraid of one thing or another. And that shouldn't be, because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? A power of love and a sound mind. So, why are Christians afraid? It's simple. Their faith. There are some Christians who believe in God enough to save them. But don't believe in God enough to deliver them. Wow. Don't believe in God enough to help them. And so they fear when doing stressful times. They feel when things happen in their life and though we sing the songs, they forget that we serve an all-powerful God who love us and want the best for us. Think about this. There are Christians who are afraid to go to the corner grocery store or the mall. Afraid to go to work or school. Now I'm not saying that you shouldn't be cautious or safe conscious in this world. But you shouldn't live in fear. There are Christians who are afraid to fail on the job. Afraid to fail in school or even in the church. That they won't use the gifts that God has given them praise his name David one of the patriarchs of our faith wrote about having confidence in God and trusting in him in spite of our enemies and in spite of our fears it's in the book of Psalms Psalms 27 please turn there Psalms 27, beginning with the first verse. And I'm reading out of the new international, new American version, starting with verse one. I want you to listen how David encourages himself while he's going through Some tough times in his life. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? When evildoers came upon me to devour my flesh, My adversaries and my enemies, they stumble and fail. Though a host encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war arise against me, in spite of this, I shall be confident. One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, To behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. David wrote this Psalms while he was running away from one of his most fierce enemies. His son, Absalom. Absalom was David's third son and he wanted to be king so bad. And because of the problems in the family, he killed his older brother, Amon, and tried to kill his father, David. As faith would have it, it was Absalom who was killed in battle, but not by David. Absalom had long, beautiful hair, and it got entangled in some branches in a tree while he was on his horse, In battle, and other soldiers saw it while he was trapped and they killed him. David's heart was broken. And yet, David understood from past experience that you can never do things the wrong way or get things the wrong way. God will never bless you. So, David penned this psalm. To not only encourage himself, but to talk about just how good God is. And so I want you just kind of to listen to it again. And let's break it down. He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? David makes a statement. And then he asks himself a question. The word light here is all in the Hebrew. No, not like the bird in the forest. O-W-L, but O-W-R. And it means two things. First, it means that God has illuminated your path in life so that you can see clearly so you won't walk in darkness. Two, it means that God has given you a joy and a peace in your heart so you will know that you are not alone so you won't be afraid. In other words, when you put your faith In Jesus, God delivers you from your past. See, what David is talking about is how God takes care of those who trust in him in the three time zones of life. No, not the eastern, central, mountain, or pacific but the past, the present, and the future. So what does that mean? Well, when you put your faith in Jesus and he delivers you from your past, just like the song was singing, you can't, no one stop you or nothing from receiving all of the promises and the blessings of God. No one can stop you from becoming all that God wants you to become. So there's no reason to fear. You are a child of the most high God. So in this new year, if you've been afraid, you need to spread your wings like eagles and soar to the heights that God has set for you. How many that God has shared something with you and you just, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. Maybe it's a new business. Maybe it's something in the church. Anytime you are afraid, you have to talk to God because he's the one that gives you courage. Amen? Amen. I like to think, Somebody is listening, so <laughs> think about it. I don't know about you, but I jump for joy when I realize that God has took all of my sins away. And the reason why you know he's talking about your past, because he uses the word salvation. That word is Yisha, Y-E-S-H-A in the Hebrew. It means you have been delivered from the power and the effects of sin. No one, not even Satan, can block you. Not even Satan can stop you. No enemy, no one around makes no difference whether they have an S on their chest or they can throw a whale on a building. (laughs) No one can stop you. God Almighty is your heavenly father, Jesus is your elder brother, and the Holy Spirit is your comforter. There's no reason to fear. But not only God delivers you from your past, look what David says. He says, the Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? That word dread means to be so afraid that you have anxiety, a feeling of worry and nervousness. Now, some nervousness is normal, like I have right now. When you're doing public speaking, uh, there are stressful times in your life. But you shouldn't live in fear. Amen? Amen. Look what he says. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Not only when you put your faith in Jesus that God delivers you from your past. That's point one. But point two, he defends you in the present in your present life right now you become eligible for what we I call secret service protection no i'm not talking about men in black suits that run around trying to protect you like they do our dignitaries in Washington DC i'm talking about a secret protection that is there that you can't see. Turn to Psalms 34, verse 7. Look what it says. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescue them. What David is saying there is that as soon as you put your trust in God an angel pitch a tent around you and your family to guard you and protect you every second, every minute, every hour of the day to lead you, to help you, to guide you. Just along with the Holy Spirit. So that means that you have an angel who can beat any army by itself watching over you. So why should you fear? Listen to what he says. He says, when evildoers came upon me to devour my flesh, that means to Tear him apart and eat him up just like a hungry lion would do. He said, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumble and fail. That means they couldn't even keep their balance. They couldn't stand up against David. And if your trust is in God, they won't be able to stand against you. See, it's not about your strength, it's about God's strength. It's not about your power, it's about his power. Look what he says. Though a host encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war arise against me, in spite of this, I shall be confident. War means struggles. Struggles. War means battles in life. And yes, good, bad things happen to good people. But God is always there to see you through them. The reason that David was so confident is because he knew that once he put his trust in God, the battle is not his, it's the Lord's. Sometimes we fight battles we shouldn't. Or we have asked God to do things and because to us it seems like it's taking so long, we take matters in our own hands. But you shouldn't be fighting this battle on your own. You should let God be God. And let him fight your battles. And not try to fight on Satan's terms. There's a little story that I I used to tell about a young boxer who wanted everything fast. His dad was his trainer. And his dad told him that you have to learn from me and listen to everything that I tell you and be patient. Don't try to get things so fast. But the young boxer wouldn't listen. He fired his father as his trainer and hired another trainer, someone who would do just what he says. And so the trainer told him, if you want to be champion of the world, you need to get in with the best. And so he scheduled him a fight with one of the most experienced fighters. In the first round, the experienced fighter gave him a black eye. When he went back to the corner, the trainer told him, Man, you're doing so good, he can't lay a hand on you. He said, Get back out there. He went back out there in the second round, and in the second round, he gave him a bloody nose. And when he came back to the corner, the trainer says, you are just that good. You are ducking every punch he throws at you. Get back out there. So he went back out there in the third round and in the third round, the experienced fighter hit him in his other eye. Both eyes were swole. When he went back to the corner, the trainer said, you are better than what I thought. He can't hit you at all. The young boxer said, he didn't hit me? The trainer said, no. He says, you better watch that referee then. That's the way life is sometimes. We are being punched from all sides. And sometimes we don't know from what direction it's coming from. That's why you need to depend and trust in God don't be fool or trick like the young boxer Satan is an experienced fighter and you don't want to fight him on his terms you want to trust in God with all your heart all your mind and all your soul you need to let Jesus fights your battles. Amen? Last but not least, not only God has delivered you from your past, he's defending you in the present. But point three, David says it in verse four. One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, To behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. You will dwell with God forever in the future in his house. Oh, I thought that would get you excited. (laughs) Maybe you are like a lot of Christians. You would tell everybody, I want to go to heaven. I just don't want to go today. But to think about it that after you live a wonderful glorious life down here that you will live with God the Father, Jesus our savior and the Holy Spirit in his house forever. You remember what Jesus said? He says what he said to his disciples when he was going away, in my father's house are many mansions. That word in the Greek means rooms. He said, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. Those who have put Their life and giving God their heart, mind, and soul, who are trusting in Him with all facets of their lives. He said, If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. That's what happens to our loved ones when they leave to go be with the Lord. Jesus just comes to get them. And we will see them again. But for right now, as believers, we have a piece of heaven because we have God's love. We have his joy, his, his peace, his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. But one day we would have all of heaven because we would be in God's presence where there's no more dying, no more sorrow, no more crying, and no more pain. But until then, we must trust. We must trust in the songs we sung when we say, I'm not afraid. We must trust in the fact that know that God has worked everything out for our lives everything just like he worked out our salvation through Jesus Christ his son who died for our sins on the cross was buried and rose again and is sitting now at the right hand of the father making intercessions for you and I so there's no reason to fear only to trust Only to know that God is on our side. And like the scriptures say, if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen? Amen? There might be someone who been trying to fight this battle by themselves. Many times people come to church, but they never really accept Christ. It might be someone that just want to give their heart to Jesus Christ this morning. Later on, there'll be some ministers here at the front who can pray with you and talk with you and lead you in that way. It might be some who just want to come and kneel and pray because I want to thank God for what he has already done in my life. And I want to just ask him to strengthen my faith Lord help my unbelief all of us go through that sometime might be someone that I've already accepted Christ Jesus I know I love him and I know he's on my side and maybe I just want to rededicate my life and I want to take communion you can do that Or someone might just want to say, I haven't really been giving to God like I should. I just want to give him a portion of what he has already given me. We're going to open the floor up and ask you to come. But I want you just to continue to trust. God had put that message on my heart because I've been dealing with a lot of Christians who've been talking to me. That do feel. Maybe you don't. Maybe you have it all figured out. But maybe you are just trusting and going through life and trying to be the very best you can to do God's holy will. Amen? And so we're going to ask you to come at this time. I'm asking the elders to come forward. Will you bow your heads for just a moment? Heavenly Father, we we love you so much. We know that you love us so much because you gave your only begotten son to die on an old rugged cross for our sins we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for him spending that time in the grave and then on that resurrection morning, that Sunday morning, he rose from the dead. Heavenly Father, help our unbelief. Help us to trust in you and to lean on you and depend on you. In everything that we do, bless this church where it be a beacon light in this community for all to see that Jesus Christ is Lord in this place. Lord, we thank you for what you have done, what you're going to do. And we ask this prayer in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen.